welcome everyone, welcome to episode one, numero uno of I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman. Today we're just going to go into a little bit of insider info on what, who am I, why on God's green earth should you even listen to me? It's, it's a question my husband asks himself daily. Just a few factoids, a few little tidbits so that you get to understand a little bit about who I am and also what I do so that hopefully you will continue to listen forevermore the end. So who am I? My name is Olivia Coleman. Welcome. Uh, previously Olivia Sargent. Coleman is my married name. I have been married for five years this coming October. I have been with my beloved for nearly 14, I think, 14 this December. We were babes when we met, absolute babes. He's actually two years younger than me. I'm a little bit of a cougar, but like they say, you're only as young as the man you feel. I think it was Gandhi who said that. Might've been Marilyn Monroe. So welcome and thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this podcast. I hope that you find it useful. It is I'll Marry You. It is all about the wedding world in the UK. It's all about that engagement story and that relationship. I am not going to pretend that I'm an expert in, in, in honestly anything. In anything at all, I do not know much. But I do like to chat. I know little bits and pieces here and there. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I hope that you find this entertaining and moderately helpful. That's, that's really what I look for in a podcast and also a children's education. Entertaining and moderately helpful. They should put that on the wrapper of a condom. Why do I? I've already gone there. I've already gone there. So that is actually a warning for you people. Warning alert. I tend to uh, swear. I swear a lot. So I'm a little bit of a potty mouth. So if you have small ears around, I refer to children, not Christmas elves, then you may want to listen to this later. I also appreciate that sometimes listening to a podcast can only happen when you have children around because you're trying to drown out their incessant sound. I can say that because I have one. I'm not just a cruel, cruel woman, heartless, heartless woman. I am both a mother and that. So warning in advance, I can swear a little bit. I'm, I'm very unaware. I kind of just say it as it comes to my head. I'm very unaware of what is going to come out of my mouth at any one God-given time. Fully aware of what's going in it, but what's coming out of it, who knows? And again, we're, we're in the gutter. Mind is in the gutter. So before I tell you a little bit about what I do in the wedding industry and why on earth you should be listening to my advice, uh, here are a little collection of factoids about me. So factoid number one. I spend a lot of time, both as a child, a teenager and an adult, uh, listening to music and looking out the window in the car, pretending I'm in a music video. Like I still do it. I spend a lot of time in slow motion. Like I look to the left, I look to the right, in, in slowly. It's a thing, but you know what, mentally it helps me, especially when I'm running. I like to pretend I'm in a music video. I will never forget that Britney Spears, God rest her soul, I'm aware she's still alive, but really, is she living? She once said that she got that body, when it was a good body, she got that body just from uh, singing and dancing, just from preparing for tour. So that's basically how I approach life, as if you're preparing to go on tour. Factoid number two. 
on that same vein, on holiday, I used to sing very loudly in the pool because I, I had this vision in my mind that the person renting the villa next door would be some sort of record owner, producer, label man. And they would they would hear me through through the tropical plants and think, oh, my God, that voice, that voice. I must sign her and she will be a pop star. So I apologise to my family and my friends who had to listen to that every summer. But that's what I did. And that's actually sometimes what I still do. Again, I bring a lot of youth into adulthood. Factoid number three. I taught in Barcelona for a year after university. Before settling down into real life, I went to Barcelona for 11 and a half months. I taught English and I taught uh, drama. And it was the best time ever and it is my happy place and I absolutely adore it. Factoid number four. I'm a people pleaser. Take that as you may, but I am a people pleaser. That is why I went to university and I studied performing arts, which is basically acting, but also like sword fighting singing, dancing. There's a lot going on there. There's all sorts of crap I could tell you about that. That's another, that's another series. That's another episode. Podcast. I don't know. What do you call them? So I'm a people pleaser. And I actually, do you know what? I was thinking the other day, I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to make people happy. I wanted to make people laugh. And that is one of the main reasons why I am so obsessed with what I do now, being a celebrant and working in weddings, because I help create people's dream. I help make people happy. And that is honestly all I want to do. I was always like that. As a child, I would be the one that was just friends with everyone that no one fancied, you know, because I was quite heavy set. So I would be like, all my best friends were boys. And I would be on the playground playing football with the boys and the girls would be like, oh my God, why are the boys always talking to her? She's so annoying. That's not how people spoke. I did not go to school in a 90s American sitcom. Shocker. They, but they couldn't understand why the boys would talk to me when I was in fact so heavy set with glasses and those, the frizzy hairline. But it was because I was funny. And I, I worked out pretty early on that actually when you didn't have the looks, uh, you had to have something. Not that life is all about getting men, but it's, um, that's in case my daughter ever listens to this, life is about so much more. Um, but it is, you need something to lure people to you, right? I feel like people are attractive or intelligent or worldly. I was none of those things. So I became funny. I remember my dad once telling me when I was a teenager, I was really upset because no one ever fancied me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get a boyfriend. Um, where was me? Nah, nah, nah. End of the world. And he was like, darling, but you're so funny. And 14 year old me looked my father straight in the eye and said, dad, no one wants to shag funny. Although actually, do you know what? Some people, Chris Hemsworth, is he funny? I don't care. Would. So doesn't matter if he can crack a joke. Crack something. Do you know what I mean? Again, we're going going downhill. Apologies. Factoid number five. I am a, what I can only refer to as a part-time feminist. Do I believe that we should be blessed with equal pay? 100%. Do I want to take the bins out? No, I do not. There are many layers to me. Feminism is intermittent at best. Factoid number six. I spend a lot of time wondering where old pop stars are now. Like Jojo. Too little too late. Is it Jojo? Is it? Certain members of, of, of S Club 7. 
or the feeling? What are they doing? Are they touring holiday camps? Do they work in construction? I honestly, I, I think about it a lot because I listen to a lot of sort of 70s, 80s, 90s music and every time a, a real jam comes on, I think, God, where are they now? What are they even doing? And I concern myself with their well-being. Again, I'm a people pleaser and I care. So I'm sure there are more factoids, if that's the right word to use. I'm sure there are more little tidbits I can share with you over time, but they will come out because I am an oversharer. I do not understand discretion for myself. I'm very discreet with other people's information, but with my own, meh, it's out there. Do you know, I actually, I think that I should have maybe had a conversation with my husband before I decided to take on this challenge and make sure that he was okay with me sharing everything. I am known to, to shame him publicly on Instagram and he 95% of the time finds it amusing, but now it's in podcast form. It's out there, but I don't, I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast, if I'm totally honest. He still doesn't really understand what it is that I do. Ergo, let's explain what the Pachises is a celebrant. So I am a celebrant. When you get married, you generally, in this country, in the UK, you will more often than not choose between a religious ceremony or a civil ceremony. Both illegal. One, sorry, are legal, not illegal. That's, that's a real tongue twister, isn't it? So both are legal ceremonies, both are legally binding. Obviously, the, the key is in the name. A religious ceremony is filled with religion. No matter what your faith, it is more often than not, 99.9% .9 of the time, takes place in a religious building. Um, a civil ceremony is legally binding, but with no religion. Now, in England, you cannot have any religion. You cannot have any inclination of any kind of faith-based reading or music. It's, it's completely not allowed, completely forbidden. So a lot of people nowadays, you know, it's the new world. Everyone's got their own beliefs and traditions and cultures, and it's all very different. It's mished, it's mashed, and it's wonderful. Everyone's coming together and doing their own thing. Uh, it's not what it used to be. So people want a wedding and a ceremony to reflect that, to reflect their varying beliefs and their faiths and their cultures and their traditions. So maybe they're not religious, but mum is. And mum's paying. <laughs> so they're like, you know what? We don't want to get married in the church. We don't, we're not religious. Maybe they think that's hypocritical. I don't know. But they would like a, a reading from the Bible because that would make mum happy. And actually it's just a really lovely reading. So then they're stuck. What do they do? Where do they go? No matter what, a religious ceremony will always have religion. And no matter what, a civil ceremony will always have a certain set of uh, phrases, set of rules, set of words that have to be said because it is a legally binding contract. A celebrant can say, whatever the hell I want, bitches. <laughs> it's a real risk. But what I do, first and foremost, is not legally binding. So therefore, I, there are no constraints on me. Nothing is tying me down unless it's a Wednesday in December. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Nothing is stopping me from saying anything at all. So you can have Christianity, you could have Judaism, you could have 
a pop song. You could have a reading from your favourite novel. You can have science fiction. You can have you can have anything you want in a celebrant ceremony because it is totally bespoke and there are absolutely no rules. It also means you can have it wherever you want. So in the UK, venues need to be licensed, which is one of the reasons why wedding venues are so expensive is because the license is expensive. And that's great. There are some insane venues out there, but sometimes people want something different. Maybe they want to get married in a wood. Maybe they want to get married in their back garden or their grandparents' field or whatever. Maybe they want to get married around water. There's all these different um, avenues that you can go down that aren't necessarily traditional that I think people are leaning more towards these days. They want something more personal. So you'd go for a celebrant. I got into celebrancy because I was already working in the wedding industry. I have been working in the wedding industry for six years, six, seven years. I was working in a venue, which I absolutely loved. I sort of, I from the first phone call to the wedding day, I was there, seen it all. You're gonna hear some stories. Don't you fret, no names will be mentioned. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Got pregnant. That wasn't a result of working in the wedding venue. I was already with my husband at the time. <laughs> that was good times. Um, and left on my maternity leave, had my baby, which was by chance five days before the first lockdown in March 2020. So that was a, that was a thing. That was a situation. And one of my dearest friends who I used to work with, she messaged me. I knew I wasn't going back to the venue because I just couldn't keep up with the hours and, and all of that jazz. You know, my life had changed. Um, the world had changed, frankly. Um, and she messaged me and she said, why have we not thought about this for you before? You are, are a public speaker. You have a degree in performing arts. You love people. You are a personable person. You're warm. You genuinely care about every single bugger's wedding, which is true to this day. I said to my friend the other day, I've got a wedding and so I couldn't sleep this morning. I woke up at five. She was like, why? Because I've got a wedding. She said, but you've got weddings all the time. I was like, yeah, but you're excited all the time? Yeah, every wedding. I'm so excited. I get such adrenaline. I mean, you know what it's like when you go to a wedding about people that you care about. By the time the wedding comes around, I know these people and I care about these people. And I feel it a responsibility to create, to write, to create and deliver the ceremony of their dreams because this is their day. I want, on a wedding day, I want that couple to believe that they are the only people on planet earth to be getting married that day. I don't want any mention of anyone else. It doesn't matter. It is about you and your love and your truth. And God, that sounded a bit wanky, didn't it? And your truth and your your relationship, it is about you. It is not about the union of two souls coming together in the woodland of... Nah, mate. Nah. Not for me. Not my journey. So, so that is so important to me, that, that people feel that they are important. So, you know, she was like, all these things that are so you is a celebrant. You get, you'll get to meet people, talk to them, find out all their fears and dreams and personal stories and anecdotes and adventures. You write something beautiful 
and then you deliver it on the day and it's a performance. It is a performance. And I cannot tell you how much I love it. It is the most incredible feeling. To me, it's not a job. It is a, a calling. It is honestly what I believe I was born to do. And I can't believe it's taken me this long to, to get to it. But here I am. So this is just another layer on, on top of the celebrancy that I, that I do. Now, we have to be careful not to say celibacy. I have a child and I'm, I'm a woman with loins. So, you know, I'm not celibate. And if you are, great stuff. But I just don't know if this is the podcast for you because things have got pretty blue and we're only on episode one. So that is a fair bit of information about who I am and what I do. And there will be more. There will be plenty more. This podcast, I really want you to look at it as entertainment, as, as a guide. Um, I want you to come at me with questions. So anything, any queries, any weird, I have been asked the weirdest questions you can imagine. I've seen the weirdest things that you can imagine. Um, I'm like a therapist halfway through this point. So I want you to utilise this podcast. This podcast is for you. It's really just me chatting shit, but it's for you. Can I, can I say shit? I said it. Shit. That was the third time. So we're going to have an episode a week. They can't always be long because, you know, I'm a mother. I'm a mother and a wife. I've got a house to maintain. Old school. Bring back that feminism. So, so it'll be an episode a week. There will be interviews with industry experts. There will be conversations with people about their experiences and their tips and their tricks. And hopefully it will help guide you th through your engagement journey through your wedding planning, through your relationship, through life, babe. Just come at me with any questions. I'm an absolute open bloody book. And that may be an issue. So this, I, I will, I will talk to my husband. I just, I feel like at this stage, he doesn't need to know because he's not going to listen to the podcast. Hey, babe. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening to episode one of I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman. Follow me on Instagram at notthatoliviacoleman. DM me with any messages, any advice, any guidance, anything you're looking for, any topics you want to discuss. I will read out any questions each week and hopefully help you in your journey. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.